Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? My sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the state of my sports. And this is episode 165 on July 18th, 2022. During our beer flight segment, we will discuss um, the live home run derby. Are we going to do the live home run derby? Are we going to talk about the home run derby, John? You tell me. I mean, we can do some updates. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about it. Maybe that I'm winning some money, maybe. We'll, we'll talk. You winning money right now? We'll see. Ooh, we'll are, see. You, are you doing a Monday parlay? <laughs> um, and then we're going to talk some college recruiting. Micah, that you want to bring up that, right? Yeah. Awesome. Then Ryan's going to touch base on the MLB draft. Um, Detroit Tigers stuff. See how those Tigers did. And then we got to talk a little bit about some other Tigers news that happened, but we didn't want to spend a whole episode topic on it. So we'll get into that. Um, and I actually have some Madden ratings that came out for the Lions that I think will be kind of a fun discussion to see where, where some of the players line up. But uh, for our main topics, we will dig into Eisenman's many moves in free agency so far and what it tells us about the, his perspective of this organization along with some of the Big Ten Football talk. You got the uh, Big Ten coaching rank- rankings. I'm gonna. We're gonna go through that. So I think that'll be a fun little topic. Um, we will have the results of our British Open draft for our betting hero segment, and of course, we will grade and review tonight's Michigan craft beer. If you are joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, let us know what you are sipping on tonight, and let us know your thoughts on all of our topics and be part of the conversation. Comments will come through. We'll, we'll, John will be on those. So please let us know what you guys are are doing out there tonight watching the Home Run Derby. Um, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors that help keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery state of my sports. Mac Web Design helped us get our website up and running, and Betting Hero helps us and you get the best promos available in the sports betting world. I am Sam Waldhart. With me today, we got Micah Smith. What's up? Ryan Waldhart. Hello. And John Dornboss working behind the scenes. He, yep, there's his, there's his little wave there. So. We're here. <laughs> he made an appearance. The camera's not working today for him, so he was very disappointed about that. I have um, a face so for radio. Yeah, exactly. you got a voice for radio for sure. Or podcasts. I go. Does anybody ever say you have a voice for podcasts, or is it still just voice for radio? I got a little secret. I'll tell you guys after the show off air. I don't want to uh, send out any spoilers. Quite Dang, yet. we got to wait all episodes. Something in what? the works. Yeah. What is that? Oh my gosh! I'm just so excited. I don't know if I can wait. You guys well, want to stop just, now? I might have to borrow the soundboard outside of uh, podcast hours. Um, oh and boy! Maybe uh, put a few things into a file and see what I can do here. Dang! I'm. So excited to know what that is about. I'm really, really competing excited. sports podcast. Yeah, what is what? No, John awesome. of my sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> start his own, start That'd be his own so podcast. sick. My my sports podcast. <laughs> Ryan's like, I'd listen. Yeah, say I'd to, listen. I'm say for to John sure. Sports. Funny uh, thing is, I'm gonna have you guys uh, call in on Mondays. So <laughs> <laughs> recording over top of you. Hey, whatever, man. That works. Whatever, whatever. Double records. Um, how was your guys? How was your guys' week? John, what'd you guys do, man? You said you were you were taking down some trees or something. Yeah, buddy of mine uh, rented a skid steer and 
had an excavator dropped off by the neighbor, and we are ripping up some ground. I felt like uh, the show Gold Rush for a second there. You know, you're trying <laughs> to find that pay dirt. We're just trying to find sand. Um, but no, I got a friend and his family are looking to build a house. So they bought 13 acres of woods. Um, so kind of right smack dab in the middle where it's the most open. Uh, made a nice little area and put in a nice driveway so they can start getting some more equipment back there. So hey. spent, nice. spent the weekend doing that. Didn't have too many beers because we were operating machinery. So Smart. Yeah, very, kept, very it, smart. kept it low-key outside, hot hot weather. Oh, come on. You didn't drink some beer while operating equipment? No, man. Well, <laughs> all right, I did. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh. You said the cops showed up, so you can't. Well, yeah, that was funny, too. Yeah, I guess a uh, neighbor's camper got stolen across the road, and state cops showed up. It was pretty hilarious. Oh, so, um, That's not good. But, yeah, plenty of uh, trail cameras in the area, and uh, the people that own the, the trailer had a camera in their driveway, too. So it shouldn't be too hard to find these hooligans that uh, went and ruined somebody's Saturday night. Yeah, that's no good. No good at all. Ryan, how was your week, man? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't remember <laughs> any just, of that. You look like you're in a daze. Is <laughs> yeah. it busy at work? Yeah, it's a little busy walk? at work. Yeah, which kind of sucks. But yeah, just a lot of things going on in my head. Yeah. I got I got to clear it all out. I'll focus on sports pretty soon here. Perfect. Just, yeah. yeah, you tell us when you're ready. All right? <clears throat> and if you tell me if I did anything fun this weekend, <laughs> so. <laughs> Mike, what about you? You said you were up north at, some, at a cottage or something. Yeah, we went up north this weekend. Visited some friends from uh, Lansing. So we were at Lake Michigan. I've heard of that. That's a very big lake. <laughs> right? Very popular. Yeah, my dad got confused things. today when I told him. He goes, ha, ha, ha. Okay, where were you? I'm like, no, <laughs> dad, like I was at, I was in Lake Michigan. Okay. There, right. Michigan, the, Michigan the, Lake the, or Lake the Michigan? The town is called Lake. Oh, it's just Lake. God, just the town Lake. L- comma. Yeah, lake. Interesting. Lake, comma. Michigan. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I didn't know it was a thing either. <laughs> <laughs> I kept, I kept like going to the lake that we were staying on. It was called Littlefield Lake. And I'm like, what town is this even? So I look it up, and I'm like, Lake Michigan. That's kind of funny. It's gonna <laughs> turn some heads, you know. Yeah. Man, <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's where we were. Nice. Enjoying I, the weather. How about you? I, I so I had a really good weekend, but I I want to do a little humble brag here if, if I can. So I'm not I'm not the handiest of guys, and I get really nervous when. Things don't go right and break. Like I, I'm usually the one calling my dad, and instead of trying to just figure it out myself. Did you, did you sweat some pipe? What's that? Did you sweat some pipe? I did not do any of that. No. So and this is probably I'm probably gonna say this, and you guys are gonna mock me because it's the easiest thing of all time. But what I did. So my <laughs> about a week and a half ago. Ryan's waiting. Yeah. About a week and a half ago, <laughs> the dryer stopped drying. It was and it was just spitting out cold air and not warm air. Yeah. So it was not working well. And I let it sit for about a week and a half. I was like, all right, well, not going to worry about this right now. So, Hair dryer or laundry dryer? Laundry dryer. Okay. Yep. Just had to clarify there. So eventually, I think it was Friday, I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into this. So I start digging into it. Now, you know how YouTube YouTube helps a lot of things. If you're not confident with stuff. Tremendously. You can, so I, pu- I start watching YouTube and figuring it all out, and I have one of those little things where, like, you touch tip on tip is when it goes, makes a noise, right? And then, yep. and then you, Usually, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> like when it completes a circuit, it beeps, yeah. and then you're like, all right, well, that's the problem. So I, I diagnosed which <laughs> switch. Checking or, for continuity. Or, yeah, exactly. Okay. Whatever switch was broken. So I was going through, like, I felt, I felt like a really big deal, and I figured out which one wasn't working. Yeah. And I bought it off the Amazon, and then on Sunday it got delivered, and I 
switched it out, and it got it working on Sunday. Bingo. All by myself. Nice. Look at that. It's easy. Common sense. Figure it out. Exactly. Take a little effort. You got it. Yeah, I know. See what happens and, when and you go tip on tip? I'm the type of person that like <laughs> I, I just get nervous to dig into something because I'm going to make it worse. That's just how it always goes. So usually I call my dad. And he'll <laughs> make it happen for me. Yeah. But I was like, well. all right. Like, he's he's helping me <laughs> with other stuff. I'm, I'm not going to bother him with, with the dryer. And so I, I did it. And I Feels was, good, I was, don't it? Oh, dude, it felt so good. I was so excited. <laughs> Andrea was proud of me, which was good. Like, she even said, nice job and gave like, me a high like, five. I like, was how like, proud are yeah. you? She was proud, man. Like, I mean, it's. Like. I don't, like no, I, really I don't. No, brown? not like tip on no. tip, making noise style. <laughs> <laughs> no, no continuity. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> no, but I mean, I was I was pretty proud of myself. So I fixed the dryer, and hopefully it never breaks again because I've set a new standard that I can fix dryers. Nice. And that's, that's yeah, good for you. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. Starting an appliance repair service soon. I was yeah, I was, little, little <laughs> side seriously little, little side hustle. I actually, <laughs> I actually saw a video on uh, <laughs> on Instagram. I think it was Instagram, but it was it's a guy. Is it related to this? Kind of. He he walks around his house and like just like unscrews light bulbs a little bit and like <laughs> like takes out screws and like random things so they seem broken. So then when Saturday comes around, he's got his whole list of things that he has to fix. And then it's just like very simple things like that is hilarious. Tighten that, tighten this. Dude, my my work's done for the weekend, so he <laughs> like builds awesome. his. I, I might start doing that, but. Hopefully not any more dryer stuff. Well, luck- luckily the comments are flying in. Yeah, I'm sure Kyle's giving me a hard time. <laughs> yeah, which well, I should bring up he came over with his family. I mean, I was, is that what he's mad about? No, I was just real worried. Uh, I guess the Yankees are on a pause right now with All-Star Weekend. <laughs> we didn't get that uh, weekly scheduled text, but yeah. he uh, he's laughing at the he said tip on tip. And, uh, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. That, was, know, that yeah. was wrong. Yeah, your sister's listening too. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know what, Kyle? The Yankees are not winning tonight, so. Take and that. the Tigers are not losing. That's another positive. They haven't lost since what? Saturday. So they're they're doing really so good. Put that in your pipe and smoke yeah. it. Yeah, they had a, a solid rainout at the end yeah. or cancellation, whatever. <laughs> so they didn't have to face Bieber. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out great. Worked out really good. But um, what are we drinking tonight? That's right. That's what we start with nowadays, right? Usually. We are drinking from Grand Armory Brewer, Brewing, which is in Grand Haven, Michigan. Um, they're this. Brewery, they <laughs> like all breweries. <laughs> yes, um, they on. focus yeah. on high quality, diverse, and diverse style of beer. Um, they opened in 2015 at the Armory Building, um, a 113 year old historic facility located in the heart of Grand Haven. They have 20 plus beers on tap, wine and ciders. They have, uh, I think it's like one of those separate restaurants, but you can order food and stuff like that. I'm assuming. Have you actually been to Grand Armory? Many times. Have you? Do you like it? Is it a good place? Yes. I don't know if I've ever been there. <coughs> It's an older building. Yeah. Uh, the the food is, the food's not separate. It's it's, it's not. It's just okay. a different window. What's so. the other brewery that's out there? Uh, that would be Oddside. Oddside. Odd okay, so I've been to Grand Armory. I've never been to Oddside. Oddside is in the hustle and bustle of downtown Grand Haven and uh, Grand Armory. It's kind of just like a block or two yeah, away. Yeah. Okay. That's one. So. Yep. All right. Yeah. I went there with Trav one time. Outside's a cool location though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Really cool. I, I really like their seltzers. I really do. Yeah. They do a good job. Did we just do an outside recently or no? Or did I just have one? Did of we summer? start off a, uh, the summer with an outside like mix? Or oh, like combo we haven't, done, pack we or haven't done any combo packs this year. <clears throat> no, I think we did. Did we? Yeah. Probably not outside this time though. I don't think so. That might've been last year. Anyways, this but what we're drinking is the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the grapefruit grindage. 
Is that how you say it? Grindage? Grindage? I think it's grindage, yeah. <laughs> is it grindage? Start. It seems like it should be a fancier word than grindage, doesn't it? Grindage. Yeah. Grindage. Grindage. Anyways. I don't know. Um, it is a IPA. Oh, the sticker's in the way. Hold on. I got to peel back. Actually, I'm going to read this one because this one is a sticker. <laughs> uh, grapefruit IPA for mugs, which I got mine in a mug. You guys got yours in mugs? Perfect. There we go. Uh, chilling, grindage, grindage, but buddy. <laughs> That's basically what the can says. Not a whole lot of description. It's IPA with grapefruit, and you can't really go wrong with that. Um, a little bit lighter than I was expecting, personally. The 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 taste of it. Um, it's good, but it's six point five percent alcohol by volume. Um, but I mean, I would say it's a good good uh, mixture of of the bitterness that an IPA needs, but also some a lot of flavor there with the with the, with the grapefruit. grapefruit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, first couple of sips. I, I'm a big grapefruit IPA guy for the. Um, is it Perrin that does the really good one? I believe. Yes. Yeah, I they really got a good, like that one. They got a good grapefruit IPA. Yeah, that one's got a little more uh, it's pungent tart tartness to it. I would say mm-hmm. this one's a lot smoother. This one's almost reminds me of like a milkshake IPA. Is that is that fair? Yeah. 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 It's a good way of describing it. Yeah. Hey, thank you, man. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll let you guys know what we think of it by the end of the episode. Um, so far, so good. But uh, before we jump into our Hops Beer Flight segment, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is serving incredible food and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Chef Dan's revamped food menu and head brewer Ben's rotating taps, wine, and ciders make the Hops perfect for whatever you have going on, from dinner with the family, late night drinks with friends, and everything in between. The Ben and Dan duo is putting a ton of their time and energy at making the Hops a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. They have Taco Tuesdays, Stein Night Wednesdays, Thursdays, any burger and beer for 15 bucks, along with some other unbelievable specials on Fridays and Saturdays. We highly recommend following them on Instagram and Facebook, where they share their weekly specials and some incredible food and beer pictures that will make your mouth water. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2022, and if you mention State of My Sports, you get a discount off of your first beer. I think you get the Mug Club membership discount. So, do you? Yeah, I think so. Nice. Yeah. Whole well, no, you get the you, you get, get the the, the beer price. <laughs> the beer price of a membership. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't even repeat it. He's nope. like, nope, not even gonna try. Not even gonna try. That's fine. Um, but Somebody yeah. heard that in the background. Yeah. So what what do you guys want to talk about today? Who wants to start the the beer flight segment? I'm gonna go last if that's alright with you. I'll guys. go first. All right, Johnny. Real what quick. You got? Um, well, we were going to talk about the home run derby, but it's live, so let's just watch it and we'll comment on it as it gets, you know, down to the nitty gritty. But, uh, you know, following this weekend's Open Championship, there's some hot rumors out there rumors. of a few guys that might be joining the Live Golf Ooh, Tour. The guy that just won the, the British. Yeah, right? Cam Smith, uh, it sounds like, is on the brink of signing a $90 million contract. Dude, Ooh. with those kind of contracts, how 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 would you say no? Why yeah, not? You have to. You can you still play yes. in the majors. Like, that's the, the money makers. Um, that's going to put the PGA in a real interesting and peculiar place here going forward. But a couple other names this that were out there. Uh, I guess there's a list with some real big names that haven't broken through the rumor mill yet. And there's a couple guys that I guess have bashed the Live Golf Tour that are considering joining. Yeah. <laughs> So it'll Is get real Rory interesting. Rory one of them? <laughs> I, I don't know about Rory, but... <laughs> I don't think he can after the way he was talking about Yeah, it, I, mean, expe- I, I guess him and JT are probably two names that, you know, would be the last ones to join. Um, 
but it'll be interesting what happens. It sounds like, uh, yeah, in the next seven to ten days, there's going to be some shock waves sent through the no, worldwide no. golf world. I, I'm, I'm world. trying to remember your original stance on on live and if it's changing at all. I think it's just a money grab, but um, I would. I mean, I would. I don't know. I would jump on the money all day, every what, day. What are these contracts? How long are the contract durations for this kind of money? They're not really saying the the length of them, I don't think, are they? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, like, are these, like, 10-year contracts of $90 million where where that's a reasonable price for, you know, like a, a big brand to reach out to somebody with a big name? Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't think it's, like, a lifetime thing. Um, you lose your PGA card, um, so you can't plan any PGA-sponsored events. And I don't know how far out in advance uh, the Live Golf or Saudi Golf League is, like, scheduled out either. Yeah, those events are going to change and go all different places around the world. They're not going to same stay in the same locations. Um, there's a lot of like, uh, yeah, up in the airness, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I'm a PGA fan. I'm a I'm a professional golf association fan. That's what you know. Golf courses follow around here. Those type of rules. Not that the live golf doesn't, but these guys are flying around. I don't know. Did you see the video of the jets that they're in? I have not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. pretty nice. Yeah, it's like big open bars. And, and they're probably yeah. paid for. That's the big thing. It's like a lot of these guys, they would fly private and all that stuff, but they would share it and pay for it mm. themselves probably. Or a sponsor would pay for it, I guess. But I don't know how the interview went, but Charles Barkley was contacted on joining Live Golf as their lead like commentary analyst yeah. uh, he needs to say yes right away yeah. i mean oh that would be sure. that would be those, insane yeah those planes even like the the i don't know the, the standard flights i'm trying to remember like um what's the big city that they fly in and out of over there abu dhabi yeah no idea. <clears throat> dubai so those oh, whatever dubai, yeah. yeah whatever yeah. flights go in and out of dubai like they're they're insane just standard flights uh standing room like second deck uh, open bar kind of st- yeah crazy i i was I, like at what point is golf no longer is the PGA no longer going to be able to function. Yeah, I know that they've talked about like up, up in their antes in a lot of tournaments um, to increase like yeah the the opportunity and possibility for some of these big names to play more PGA events. You're already seeing a lot of guys like take event events off, practicing leading up to the high dollar events. Uh, I, I feel like they just need to learn that they they have to coexist and they need to accept it. The the PGA does. Yeah, and it's. I don't know. I mean, there's other tours outside of live too, like the European tour, right? But why, why, why don't they have anything against the European tour? Like, is something that I've always wondered. It's like, it's a competing tour, so don't act like you guys are buddy. But like, they're probably under all under PJ or whatever. But still, if you just accept live for what they are, let them have their goofy rules and just let them play. Like, I don't understand why they're trying to make them irrelevant when they're obviously going to be you know what i mean there there's a huge change in tide to like in american sports based on like worldwide sports uh i I think you're seeing all professional leagues go through this where um leagues are becoming player friendly yeah right um well in in worldwide consideration like the the comments from houston rockets gm um you know against china uh, and how they're they were dealing with the Uyghurs and then they have to come out and like apologize for that. It's like, yeah. that's a, that's a catastrophic event that's going on in China, but yet they're <laughs> apologizing to a communist regime because of 
the money involved. So uh-huh. it, it, it's a really interesting situation. And same thing, like where do you think our gas our gas money right now is going towards? Live golf, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, like we're paying we're paying these massive contracts. Like, how do they have the Saudis have that much money? Because they're the center of the world for oil again. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, I think that was the initial like uh, reaction, especially like here in the United States. But um, just the fact that it's dirty money and they're they're mean people, they're bad people. They've done a lot of bad things in the past, and are they trying to do this to wipe that slate a little bit clean? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Um, I, not, not so inclusive. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just think it's funny how it'll be interesting like, if it turns into. Well, okay, like that's are why they, people are, are they mad gonna, at the players, though. Are they people. gonna Are they gonna do this with female golfers in the LPGA? Are, you yeah, know, that's there's point. there's better golfers <laughs> on the on the world, yeah. On, yeah, on the world platform than there are women golfers in the United States. Yeah, yeah, I you're right. I doubt I doubt they will. When yeah, I may I don't know. Are women what? allowed to play golf in Saudi Arabia? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> well, those are know. the good question. Which is the reason why people are mad about this situation, yeah. right? They're getting the But but again, you put yourself in their shoes, how are you going to turn down a multi, you know, million dollar four or five of these guys hundreds are getting of millions 100, of dollars. 100 right? million dollars and they play team golf. It's 54 hole events not 72 whole events three days you're playing all over the world just like you already are and you're playing less events like, like by the end of their contracts they might be able to go buy a, a franchise yeah a sports right. franchise that's true like yeah. that's the kind of money we're talking about it's not oh, just life-changing money it is like close to billion billionaire and, and type maybe, of status and maybe money. that's pro- pro- possibly part of the the end goal is like all these big name golfers that are coming over eventually will recruit their own and kind of have their own group and start building their own team based on who they can recruit to, to come over and do this thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Really, really weird. Definitely it, an odd situation that I don't think people saw this, you know, coming up, especially within the timeline that it has yeah. and the big names that we've seen. It, it's funny because it did come out like about two years ago that this was going to happen, and then it was just quiet about everything for a long time. And then it's really just hit the fan with everything else. But I, I think it's this is just the, the beginning. I think it, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what their end goal is. Especially, yeah, again, the next seven to ten days, what names are going to drop, you know, and who's going to be jumping ship. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be kind of cool, I guess, in a way. Do you, yeah. like you said, competitive. Do you kind of like the pandemonium that's happening? I guess in a way, it's nice to like, you know, golf is like that gentleman's sport. People fall asleep yeah. watching it. You usually don't tune in until Sunday, but now it's a topic. You know, it's like, uh, you know, in a lot of leagues, when things are down, it's it's always something that oh just happens that stirs the pot again. So it is kind of cool to see a little form of competition because the PGA versus the European Tour and the Canadian Tour and all these other tours around the world, there is, I mean, they're leaping bounds ahead. Now they're not. And it's all coming down to money. Doesn't falling asleep watching golf right now sound so good? <laughs> it like sounds doing, so nice. <laughs> I like doing that on like Friday afternoons. Yeah, or or right now. Yeah, I suppose. I could all fall right. asleep and to other stuff a little bit easier. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ryan's going to take a timeout. All right. So, if golf is on. All right. Mike, you said you want to talk some recruiting, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, just some You get it started. I'm, I'm, I'll be right back. Fun little updates. Yeah, let's do crying, this. So I'll be right back. So, uh... Michigan and Michigan State, you know, they're on the recruiting trail just like everyone else. And uh, I'm, I'm very interested in this. Really? Yeah, because oh, I, cool. I know it, some information, but I, I hope that you update me and, yeah, just shine the <laughs> light, light on what's going on. <laughs> well, uh, 
I would say Michigan State has had a big recruiting frenzy the last month and a half, which is absolutely fantastic. Right now they're sitting uh, overall 25th ranked class right now. You know, I think they were I think they were like a top 10 class for a hot second. They had they had a, like a hot 24 to 48 hour period where there was a small handful of guys recruited, but right now they're looking at Bay Job, who is an edge guy out of Oklahoma. So watching someone be recruited from that Oklahoma that Sooner territory, it, I mean it's it's nothing but impressive for Michigan State. He's the 69th ranked athlete in the class. Mm. So great poll by Mel Tucker and his clan. Three, very three very star good. Or four star, did you say? He's a four star. And Man, they're doing well with four stars right they're, now. They're they're doing really really well and right now they've got three top 300 guys. So that's that's kind of like the the general bar when you come to recruiting rankings. You look at four star, five star, then you start dipping down into three and two stars, but when you start looking at just overall the quality of player, if if you have a lot of top 300 guys, you're considered in that upper echelon of recruiting. So, you know, kudos to Michigan State. They're doing really, really well. Uh, they nabbed Cole Dellinger from Clarkston. Uh, he is a <coughs> interior offensive lineman. He's 6'4", 280. He's going to be pushing people around here pretty soon. Uh, but Michigan, uh, they're sitting at 35. They were at about 49 a week, week and a half ago. They had a nice little inrush of recruits. Um, right now they're looking at one, two, three, four, five in the top 300. So their their quality is up there where it should be. It's just the quantity is going to change between now and December. So now they just they just had a good recruiting class last year. They did. Um, they did, and it's and that's the big difference too. Is Michigan's depth is pretty darn full. Yeah. Whereas Michigan State, they they, you remember when Tucker came in, it was dump a lot of guys, a lot of guys transferred, a lot of high end talent from D'Antonio's era transferred. You're, I mean, like five stars, four stars, a lot of three stars. They transferred mm -hmm. out, so it, it was a lot of changeover, and it created a lot of depth issues to where he had to rely on the transfer portal still. But now you're seeing his recruiting just bump up immensely. So, but what we've seen with U of M is that they're missing on the high end, high end guys like that Correct. were expected to be with them right. or were, and then moved somewhere else. Right, and I think that's pretty indicative right now of NIL. Um, playing dirty, you know, you know, we're not Miami paying our quarterback nine million dollars that hasn't seen. Yeah, but it's legal. It's allowed. Oh, I know it's allowed. Yeah, I know it's allowed. And we need to do it. And yeah. I, I want them to play yeah. dirty for the time being. I kind of get the whole, you know, perform and then we'll pay you. I get that because I think cultures are going to be ruined really quickly with the whole NIL world. I really do, but. That, that's beside the point. I just wanted to look at recruiting rankings for these two schools. They're doing a tremendous job. They're, they're fighting big money schools. Yeah. You know, they re they're fighting Miami money. Ohio State and no Notre Dame came out of left field. They are just crushing recruiting right now. It's sick. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see. The, and, and I was 
I would say I'm disappointed for for what Michigan's done. Obviously, they're not very high, and it feels like coming off of a Big Ten championship, what they did, that's where it's just like it feels like a missed opportunity when you see that this class following it is not high end. You that, know what I mean? That's no, the difference. 100%. No. They're coming off the Big Ten championship. Yep, yep. They're coming no. off of a turnaround, and, and nobody's the, – the highest end recruits that they're chasing right now are not going there. Yeah, and, and it's, I feel like in the long run it'll hurt them. Um but I, I agree with the fact that hey we've 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 filled a lot of those spots with the past recruiting classes that you know other schools may may or may not have yeah I guess right. I don't know sure I mean it, it's disappointing I, I think that's fair to yeah say. yeah it's disappointing and it sucks because I think it was the half in half out that Harbaugh was doing it seems to this is right right now it seems to be really biting us in the butt I I think that's part of it I think the other part of it is nil you know when yeah, yeah. when <clears throat> When D'Antonio came off of that uh, that football playoff appearance in that following year, his recruiting was not well. It was okay. not well at all. Uh, I, I don't have the numbers on me, but it wasn't a it wasn't a top ten. It wasn't a top five recruiting class following that season. Why not? At that point, we weren't fighting NIL. We were fighting. Hey, boy! If you, if you want to win, if you want to win a championship, you're going to come to Michigan State, and it didn't happen. Yeah. I don't know why, but you know they're. And then you see what Michigan's doing; and it's even worse. And it's even worse, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, a lot is going to change between now and December. I mean, hey, everything's going to yeah. be in flux. Yep, I agree. You know, with you that. you watch Oregon out on the West Coast with that Nike money; it's disgusting. The way that Michigan can can get by this poor recruiting class is they can get back in the. You know the the re, the the transfer portal because they don't mm-hmm. do very well in their transfer portal, but they can address it that way if if they are willing to to play that game. Well, right? which and, it doesn't seem like the and they need to win. And that's the biggest they need thing. To keep winning. They need a second year of winning yep. yeah. to solidify the fact that they're good, they're, they're contenders. And then and then the, all those guys might even decommit or transfer over yeah. once they they're not happy yeah. where they are. And and what Mel Mel Tucker's doing is is impressive. It is, I think. I mean, he's done it yeah, in the transfer absolutely. portal, and if you can combine what he's done in the transfer portal with high-end recruits like he's doing, look out. They, they yeah. could be they could be something to reckon with. Now, do I think they're a top four mm. M- or Big Ten team? No. They, they got to put it on really the field. Don't. They do. I, I want to see a little bit more, more proven to, to believe that they're going to be a legitimate contender now, in, in the Big Ten. Now, hang on. Let me, let me reiterate that. They got to put it on the field with these recruits. I don't want – Sparty Nation coming to crucify me on that one. I, oh, I know going to anyways, I, like yeah, they usually do. I know yeah. what they did this year. I'm saying you're going to have to take a long look two to three years down the road with this class. Go yeah. put it on the field. That, you, that's, you don't have Kenneth Walker. Let's see what Peyton Thorne's really made of yep. and yep. You know, all the other yep. questions. I agree with that. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to see. But, Ryan, you wanted to talk a little bit about the, the MLB draft um, and what the, the Tigers have addressed so far. Yeah, so uh, – I, I think uh, reviewing the first couple of days of the draft really showed what the Tigers are trying to do and, and, and I guess their strategy for filling the holes that they need. I think there was one high school kid that I saw, and then the rest of the, all of these guys were, were all college players. College hitters, College right? hitters in, in one pitcher. One yeah. pitcher? Okay, they did end up getting a pitcher. Right. Yeah, the, in the fourth round, their third pick was a, was a pitcher. Um, but, yeah, all these guys are pretty much – college hitters which means that they're 21 22 years old 
um, and they're going to be, you know, going through the the farm system hopefully at a, a more rapid pace, and they can yeah. go contribute a little bit quicker. Um, first pick, Jace Young. Yeah, what do you think about him? Out of Texas Tech, um, I I really really like this guy. I mean, he was one of the top three guys consensus going into this year prospects uh, because of his <clears throat> because of his junior or sophomore season, whatever twenty twenty one was. Um, there he had 21 home runs, 337 average in 56 games. He followed that up this year with batting 335, 14 homers, 18 doubles in 61 games. I mean, this this dude knows how to hit. He's basically a professional hitter already. Yeah. <clears throat> he has a little bit of a a, an, a weird or unique kind of uh, batting stance. He's got the, the bat tilted backward from the left side, but he's a thick <laughs> six-foot yeah. You know, hitter, but he's but he's like strong, uh, big legs, big arms, kind of like you like him thick. In this case, yeah, the way he hits, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like he can he can pull the ball and drive it a mile, but he's a really really good inside out type of uh, you know stay behind the ball and inside of the ball hit at the opposite field kind of hitter. Yeah, so they drafted him as a second baseman, but it sounds like he's going to be more of a first baseman. DH slash body. Do you, do you believe that, or or do you think he has the ability to play second base in the in the big leagues? He's he's, uh, I guess, flexible enough where he can play a lot of positions. I think if they needed him, absolutely needed him at third base, he could he could fill that role. It's kind of yeah. like a Torkelson in that way. Um, if he needed him at at first base, he could do that. I think you could hide him in left field. Maybe he would not be a plus really? plus defender out there, but like Delman Young type. Yeah, he's done that. Fielder. He, he, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, that's probably a really Thick good comparison. <laughs> Short, choppy steps. <laughs> I just, oh, I love that. I loved watching him in the left field. Oh, it was so fun. No, but this he's one of the best hitters in the draft. And, and really, when you look at the college hitters, more proven, established hitters in this year's draft, you have to rank them like top two or three okay. of, of like low or high floor type of guys. Yeah. And this just screams somebody who's just going to move through the system. As long as the numbers are there, he's going to move through the system really, really quickly and hopefully make an impact sooner rather than later. Um, I really like the pick. I, I think it was a great – it was – uh, you know, he, they, they picked him at what? Pick number – Eight, 12. 12? 12, yeah. Um, he, most of the most of the, the ranking systems out there had him ranked like in anywhere between like 8 and 10. Okay. So most people had him top 10 talent, and they got him at number 12. Cool. Um, they'll probably give him a little bit more money than a normal 12 draft slot, but who cares? Like, we got a, we got a good guy. Um, moving on from there, so yeah, the you're second right. Second round pick. Second baseman is, it was, was Jace Young, but with their second overall pick, um, they picked – Peyton Graham, shortstop out of Oklahoma. And everything I've heard about this is it was an absolute steal. What, what do you like about about this guy? Well, yeah. First, if you look at all the the draft ranking, um, you know, systems 20? out there, he's he's within the twenties. Yeah. Yeah. So he's definitely in the first round talent wise um, consensus from from all those you know uh, ranking systems out there. And you got to remember, this is not just round one of of all the teams, which means that there's thirty to thirty two. Te- Picks out there. Yeah. There's also a round one compensatory uh, pick, and then there's a um, yep. all the, the man. There's like two rounds of compensatory t- picks out there. Okay. So if you lost somebody or you picked somebody up and yeah. took on that contract, the then competitive you get, balance. I think yeah, the competitive balance. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then compensatory following the competitive balance. Yeah. Either way, we're talking about a second round pick up in the like 50s. It was like 56 overall, I believe. Yeah, yeah. 50, no, 51 overall. The the Tigers got him. 
So this is a top 30, top 25 type of talent within, you know, getting him at number 51. Absolutely kind of a steal. And he's a college bat as well, correct? College bat out of Oklahoma. Oklahoma, okay. He was he was completely unknown going from high school to college and then as a freshman just walked on and like <laughs> not a walk on but but oh, gotcha. came in came in as a freshman and destroyed the ball. He's got a a lean lanky frame. He he looks like he might be too weak to hit bombs and then, you know, this year he goes out and it hits like 22 bombs and hits 350. Like this is a this is another serious bat within the lineup, nice. and I think it really will translate long term to something that that's real. That's some wild value. It really is. Yeah, and it's and it's not like you I know if you if you go back to see like who's the day one winners and losers, you're not going to find the Tigers on that list as a yeah. day one winner, mostly because other clubs had more picks. Okay. Um, but what the Tigers did really really well is they they got they didn't overthink it and they got the highest value that was available at the time of their draft slot. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of proud of him. Are um, we gonna have to overpay with the second round pick too, since he was a, a, a higher end talent, or, or how does that all work? No, I don't think so because you know at the same time, so he's six foot three, 185 pounds. That's how skinny so, he is. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's tall. He's yeah, weight, yeah, like but there's said. a lot of questions about if he is long term going to fill out and turn into a, a pro home run hitter. Even, but then, but then you got like guys like Kyle Tucker and the Seegers yeah. that. Never really, like blossomed, if you will. Yep. But still can mash in the big leagues. Absolutely. And that's probably his his upside. That that type of frame, hopefully that type of swing type thing. Yeah, and and not only that, but he's he's a, a really good athlete. So there, he's he's kind of uh, graded as like a above average to really good defender at shortstop. Who could play anywhere, third, short, second, uh, even, and then maybe even in the in the corner outfielders positions as well um but he had 30 steals this year so he he was one of the only players in the country that had 20 home runs and 30 steals and in college right now 20 home runs is still pretty kind of a big deal because of all the bats and how bad they are um but so 20 home runs and 30 steals in a season for a division one player uh he was the first one to do so in texas tech history since 2004 so yeah he's up there with okay getting some high praise um I, I really like the picks. I look at their swings. Young is an obvious fit. He looks like he's a professional hitter already. I think uh, um, Graham is a really good, really good hit for value wise. But also, I think he's got a lot of upside, and and I I think his swing translates because it's really inside and like short to the ball, but then long through the zone, and that's always a good sign. Um, he might get beat on speed up, but everybody does here and the, here and there. So. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. And then and then from then on, I'm not going to get into the individual names of the rest of the draft, but it was very very college heavy and very hitter heavy. Right. So that those are obvious <laughs> holes that the need. Tigers are trying to fill there. Yeah, nice I job, mean, Avila. Hopefully, his last draft is a good one. That's all. That's all I got to say. But um, <laughs> it is good. It is good to see, and I I like that they're doing that. It feels a little they like they understand what they need to do, but. Um, before we turn away from the Tigers, I did want to bring up Torkelson. We're not going to talk too much about it um, in, in the core of the episode, so I did want to mention it, that he got sent down to AAA. Kind of a good timing. I mean, during the All-Star break, send him down, let him get his stuff together, and, and just kind of refocus, re feels get, get some confidence. Yeah. Um, I thought it would have been better to do before the, the, the road trip, um, but I, I get what they're doing here now. Um, 
as well. So what, what do you thought? What, quick thoughts about that, and then we'll we'll move on. No, I think it's good. And, and for everybody who thinks like you know is not exactly excited about the way Torkelson started his you know his Tigers career, this happens. He was fast tracked to the to the big leagues. He's hardly had any time in the minors. If you look the at COVID last year. yeah, if you look at last year's season, he started off with the Whitecaps just hitting awful just his average was terrible he was striking out a lot and then he went on a run in june and july that was like unheard of he hit tons of home runs got promoted up to double a and then up to triple a and then he finished off the year a little bit slow again Mm. so uh, he he's obviously shown that he's streaky and he's also shown that he has not gotten the reps needed typically before a big league career starts yep and that that is just fine, yeah. With COVID and everything that all the challenges associated with that, and then last year his real first year in in the minors to then be called up and be an immediate big league starter, and and with all the pressure, and a first Riley Green has been there. That. Riley Green's been there for three years in the minors prepping for this. I know he's younger and or yeah. the same age, but. We're, ta- younger. Yeah. we're talking like uh, adjustments to professional pitchers and all like the, their tendencies and everything else, but also the wooden bat style. Mm-hmm. So. It just takes time. I'm not worried about him at all. I think Torkelson's going to figure it out. And if I remember correctly, the last time we talked about it, you were on board for him getting sent down. Yeah. So it feels like it, it took a lot longer than what we thought, but I think it'll be good. I really do. It's, it, he doesn't seem like the type of guy – he's not a mental midget by any means that's going to – that this is going to ruin his career. You know what I mean? He seems – he's a professional. He took it pr- like a professional from what it sounds like, and he's going to go down there and figure stuff out and, and just – I think it'll be good for him long term, and the, hopefully it's a short short stint, and he can come back up refocus. Th- this is what's happened. They they now know the type of hitter he is and the the weaknesses that he has. So yeah. he's going to go to AAA, and he's not going to worry about his average. He's not going to worry about hitting home runs. He's not going to worry about results at all. Yeah, and they're going to say go work on these things that you need to get better at. Okay, he's going to go there, work at it, put the time in, put the reps in. He's not going to have to focus on performing at all whatsoever. He's going to get his mind right, and then hopefully come back a stronger hitter. Good. Nice. Um, for my uh, topic, I did want to talk. So Madden ratings are starting to, to come out. Did you guys see that or not? <laughs> you guys look at I that did. at all? So I, I like, love all the chatter. I don't know the last time I played Madden, to be honest with you. Like I, I used really? to I used to have I used to get it for Christmas every single year. The new Madden and yep. that was kind of my, my thing. I would get the new NHL and the new Madden. No question, it was the easiest gift in the world. I was I was easy to buy for. Um and I, I think about probably four years ago, maybe a couple more, I stopped getting it. And I stopped caring about any of this. And I don't really care about the rankings. I really don't. But I, I am interested to, like, kind of when you relate it to the, the Lions and, like, all right, who do they think is good? Because it kind of plays a role in, like, where everybody else is playing, right? Like, how good is Frank Rag now compared to other centers, blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to, like, kind of put you guys quickly on the spot. Like, who would you say are the top three Lions and overall rankings for for the Madden ratings. Like, do you guys have any top ideas? Three Lions. Yeah. Frank, Frank Ragnow is definitely in, yeah, in so the top three. He's number one. Can I throw one out there? Yeah. Jameson Williams. He is not in the top three. Probably Swift. Dang. He is. No. N- he is number five. Ooh. Okay. Hawkinson. Hawkinson is number two. Number two, yeah. So this is down the to highest Taylor. highest ranked Lions, I should say. This is yeah. down to Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, or or Penesul, right? That's the <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, we spoiled it. No, <laughs> no. Oh, you just went with no. 
Our punter? Yep. <laughs> All right, let's oh, go. Wow. I don't even know. Oh, Jack Fox is the third rank. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then actually number four. And I don't know how this guy slipped by me and like I don't know what's going on, but Deshaun Elliott, free safety, is our fourth highest ranked player. What? Yeah. I keep seeing well, a lot of hype. Yeah. No, I like him. He's yeah. I like him, but I was surprised that he was that highly ra- rated, and I'm wondering if that just kind of slipped through. And it, I mean, it's obviously a need, free safety, like bring in someone and make that secondary even better, someone that you can trust. But did we just did we get our best free safety or safety in general? Well, yeah, he's in free starter. agency? Yeah. But is is he better than I'm sorry, I can't think of our other safety right now. Tracy Walker. Tracy Walker? They're they're going to be a, a combo. They're they're Yeah. He, one's deep, one's more of a uh do anything type of yeah. versatile player. Yeah. It was just really surprising to me. Play off each when, other. When when a safety was up there. Kirby the, Joseph, Joseph like is Elliot's backup. Okay. Um Will be. So the next question I wanted to ask you guys is how would you rank our wide receivers? And I'll tell you how Madden ranked our wide receivers. I don't want to spoil anything, but did you see it? Was Jamison Williams ranked in like the top five for speed <laughs> ratings in Madden football for wide receivers? I actually heard this he right. So is I'm stay quiet. The second, he so he got ninety eight speed. Oh, behind and that's second Ty- behind Tyreek Hill is ninety nine. Other than that, he's the he's the second fastest wide receiver in the game. Hey. Based I, on Madden, I, uh, you to start, go, go watch his highlights before, before he even gets a sniff. I mean, like, he's got to, awesome. yeah, he's got to like <laughs> make sure that that knee heals all the way. But yeah, you go watch his highlights. I don't, I don't <laughs> look. I'm not questioning anything. I think they're like we can't give him 99, even though we all know he's 99, probably right. Like, I mean, that's kind of the way I looked at it. But how do you guys think Madden rated our wide receivers? Like overall, like, yeah. So like, who, how, by teams or like, yeah. no, for our, our amongst personal, the league, our, oh. like, where would you rank our wide receivers? And then I'll talk about how in order Madden ranked. Yeah, yeah. Do we have to give out a a, a rating number too? Uh no, you don't. Have I to would do put Amon Saint Brown at the top. Saint right? Brown's number one, number two, DJ Chark, number three, Josh Reynolds. Why isn't Josh Reynolds even on this list? I'm confused about that. Khalif Raymond's got to be up there too, so, right? Is he number two? Khalif Raymond is number four. Number four. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that's fair. Actually, no, that's not true. <laughs> Quintus Cephas is 73, but then Khalif Raymond's 72, but they have it flip-flopped in there. But, all right. So Give me Raymond all day. All right. So I'm going to start, and it's probably, I, I don't know, it's probably an unfair question because they're all 78 overall <laughs> in wide receiver. I'm on Ross St. Brown, 87 speed, 89 acceleration. Um, I feel like in, after I was like looking through a lot of these, I feel like strength is their downfall with every single line because like this guy's got everything, but he's just not good enough. So let's just lower his strength so he just lowers. You know what I mean? Uh, um, but uh, probably comes down catch, to who's throwing him the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Um, his catch is ninety four, which is our highest out of all of the wide receivers. Yeah. Um, DJ Chark at seventy eight overall, ninety four speed. So that's exciting. Um, 93 acceleration. Again, strength 64. Agility 85. Oh, I would have put him at strength 62. But okay. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, and then they got, like like we said earlier, Jamison Williams at 78 overall, 98 speed, 95 acceleration, 63 strength. And that's just what they're going to put every time. 94 agility, 65 awareness because they know how he's going to play in the NFL already, I guess. I don't know. But um, I don't know. I thought, it was, thought that was kind of interesting the way that it all played out there. 
Um, then I did have three positions here that I wanted to talk about. Uh, Goff, he got 30th overall out of all the quarterbacks, um, 79th general rankings. Um, just not good in general. Number like, one, who's if you're, behind him? Number one, if you're ranking his wife and on looks, holy cow! <laughs> did you guys watch the Sports Illustrated <laughs> swimsuit <laughs> runway show? Now? Wait, she's in that. She's a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Oh my! You guys are Goff's wow. wife <laughs> married. She's, <laughs> she's on the gram. She's she, on the gram. I don't think they're married. No, they're engaged. So well, that means that she's not single. made her she's mind still up free yet. Free for John. Not that, not that he's well, looking. I'm not Sorry. trying to. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to cause any drama <laughs> right? in my life. But yeah, we, there's enough quarterback drama with girlfriends that we don't want any of that in, in Detroit. <laughs> we'll with we'll leave that for stuff. the Jets. Zach Wilson stuff. Um, Ragnow. That's hilarious, by the way. Fifth out of all centers in the league, That's which is funny. awesome. I thought that was pretty solid. He's yeah, 98 toughness. See, like, that's a tough. After getting injured all year, man. that's yeah, right? funny. <laughs> right? His agility's not good. His awareness isn't good, but his jumping's really good. Awareness? <laughs> he's our, he's our center. He's center? Oh, yeah. yeah. Awareness. The heck? What else do you good. need? He's literally <laughs> in on every play. Yeah. Hey, just have awareness and like just be a body in the way. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, just hike, hike the ball, but don't know if the quarterback's <laughs> behind you or in the shot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> don't don't worry about that linebacker. This one was really interesting to me. Swift. Where would you guys rank Swift? Overall, all, running, all backs. running backs. 16, 17. Yeah, I was going to say 18. They have him at 30th. Wow. So they have what? 85 general rankings, 90 speed, 91 acceleration, 90 agility, 90 awareness, 93 jumping. They must have saw him <laughs> drop that pass they against the suck. Bears. <laughs> 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 but this is one that really cracked me up. So it's yeah. 86 injury. I don't know what that means. 87 stamina, 85 toughness. Sounds like a really good running back, right? 86 should be injury top. means you're going to get then injured. 68 in strength. Again. They just like oh he must not be strong Dude, enough. Dude, jacked. Even? He yeah. is jacked, and his dad is even more jacked. <laughs> like, like, dude, that that yeah. one cracked me up because I feel like there's like all right, we'll just put that really low, and when he has a really good year, we'll we'll just jump it up there, and he'll jump into the top fifteen. Yeah, missed the boat on that one. Yeah, I agree. But huh. dude, Rodriguez um, is putting on a show again. Man, dude, that swing is it. vicious. We put money on him to win this thing. Okay, so. and then he goes oppo, and then he goes oppo. Well, like. Ah, oh, I just short. I mean, it's cool for the Derby, but man, that's gonna that's gonna have an impact on the rest of his season, right? Aren't they hot too, <laughs> Seattle? Look He's at that a kid, man. Yeah, it's like they Griffey. won like what fifteen? Oh, Didn't they win like twelve to fifteen or something like that? Or they Four, won twelve in a row, maybe or fourteen? I, in a row? I thought it was fourteen in a row going into the All Star break. That's right. It was so like the Tigers won six in a row, and it was awesome. Shaved somebody's head, and it was a great time. And then Baltimore and Seattle just decided to keep their win streaks rolling and win like fifteen in a row each. So. Tiger suck. Man, PD PD's <laughs> got his work. He's got his work cut out for yeah, him. Yeah, he does. Let's go. Back to back thirties, right? He got thirty four in the first round. He's on. He's on. Love it. And Pete Alonso's gonna suck. Hopefully, um, you see Pujols move on. Yeah, Pujols no. is in the semis. Yeah. He just beat, he beat Schwarber. Schwarber. Schwarber? <laughs> I think Schwarber gave up, but yeah. they went into extras. And Schwarber's he, like, dude, I'm not some hats, that young yeah. anymore. I'm I'm more tired than this forty year old. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think Pujols is closer to fifty than forty. <laughs> yeah, probably. Once once that all comes out to light. But all right, last one, last one I want to talk about was tight end position. Where would you rank Hawkinson overall? In the league? Yeah. Ninth. Ninth. Uh, seven. Ryan. Five. Five. So if we remove Rob Gronkowski, who retired, so he shouldn't be on there. Anymore. Oh, he could come he back. He is fifth. Overall, behind Travis Kelsey, 
George Kittle, Mark Andrews, and Darren Waller. Okay, which is fair. That, that that's not even what where I would rank him. I would actually rank him lower, but I figured he's probably like in that hype zone where top five. Yeah, I mean it's exciting. So they have him up there with with solid speed, acceleration. Like he's got green throughout it all, whatever that means. But means Madden good. Madden rankings at its finest. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. I can go grab a couple other beers to sip on. That'll be it for the Grindage, but I can grab more to, to sip on if you guys want. You guys can split that one. Anyways. What we're going to talk about right now are the Detroit Red Wings and what Steve Eisman did um, in free agency. A um, lot, lot of moves. I'm going to go through them here quick, quick and jump in when you guys want to. Ask money me questions. Money out the window, baby. Lots and lots of money. So uh, they signed Andrew Kopp, uh, Ben Sherratt, David Perron, Dominic Kubelik, Oli Mata, Austin Zernick. I don't, I don't know who that is, but... Um, we don't need to worry about him. He's a center. Yes, he's a he is a C. He's a C <laughs> for center. Um, but anyways, I, I I feel like just kind of going through the the names, and I'll give you my my thoughts on them. You guys can give yours too. Um, starting at the top with Andrew Cop, I, I it, and it was it, the day before, the night before, it was kind of getting talked about. All right, Cop's going to sign in Detroit. Blah blah blah. This is what's going to happen. And sure, I mean it, it's not a bad thing. So he's a he's a what is he? 28-year-old um, out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, he was drafted by Winnipeg and then played uh, in New York last year as well. Um, I actually can't wait Wings, to talk about this. Red Wings, you. much, they needed centers badly, badly, badly. Yeah. Would I have liked to sign a number one center? Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. There wasn't many out there, if any. He was probably the prize procession for when it came to centers. And I think they went out and they got him and... There's a lot to be excited for. But I want to like be a little hesitant on it, too. So what they gave him, real quick, they gave him five years, $28 million, uh, $5.65 million annual salary. For a number two center, it's a steal. I want to see that he's a number two center for the next however many years. That's that's Agreed. my biggest concern with yep. this signing. Yep. Now, he went to, to the Rangers, had a good postseason he was he was good he had a very good year i would say <laughs> how it fits in detroit is time will tell okay so he's barely right. 28 years old so yeah. why why would you feel like you, he needs to prove something over a certain number of years because he's never proven to be a an, an elite player in this league and now are we paying him elite money no not really so i i get that i think it's a it it makes sense on the numbers make sense for what he is. But what he's coming in to do, he has never proven that he can do this in this league. He's never proven to be a number two center, in my opinion. He hasn't put up incredible numbers to do it. So last year, uh, he had 72 games played, 21 goals, 32 assists, 53 points, plus minus 50, plus 15. Solid numbers. Not anything to shake a stick at. I'm not going to be mad that we just added a 20-goal score. Love that. We need that. We need more of it, for sure. Mm-hmm. But if that's the prize possession, that's what I'm a little nervous about. And I think it's more of a perspective. If outside fans, people that don't really pay attention, are expecting him to come in and be elite, 
I don't just just reel it in a little bit. I guess is where right. where I'm at. Right. He, he's he's your number two center, and that's most likely not going to change. No. You yeah. what what you look at for the length of the contract and the money. You you hope that he doesn't descend in production. Like yeah. you you want him to stay consistent at least mm-hmm. for the majority of the contract. Not not I don't want a consistent one or two years. This this guy isn't thirty five. He's not thirty seven. He's twenty eight years old. He's young. You yep. ex- you expect consistency for the next four to five years. Yeah. Without a doubt. And and I think that's I think that's where I feel like your hesitation or worry kind of comes in. It, for me, it, I was, I wanted so, a superstar. Personally, like patience, and, 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 and it's a patient thing, and I get all yep. of that, and I'm okay with being patient. But then when people got they're super excited for Andrew Cop, I was just like, that's not we're we're not that. You know what I mean? Well, that's your we're, uneducated we're, we're person. Not, that's we're not supposed to get excited for a guy like this. Is my in in my opinion to, now. Is he a massive upgrade? Yup, love it. I knew I knew you were gonna have this reaction to it. I knew you were gonna be down on this overall. I'm not, I'm not down on it. Okay, so explain why you're not down on it. Why am I? I'm not down on it because we needed centers. Okay, and so we went why, out and got why are you so down on it? Then? I'm not down on it. <laughs> I am putting into perspective that it's not the superstar that we need. We didn't. We didn't bolster our high end talent, in my opinion. We got younger, we got fresher, we got probably a better two-way center than what we've had in a long time. But it, it, that's far from what we're missing. So now, what, do we what need is to missing? Do? do we need it to be better on defense side? Hundred <laughs> percent. But we need, we need. So what's missing from these young centers scorer. that we have? So is, it, is this a good guy? Yeah, he's missing the name Johnny Goudreau, right? <laughs> <laughs> that bothers me. But, okay, no, no, no. Okay. But is this guy is he is he a uh, good enough example to show and expo- and, and, and I don't know be the example for the young guys, the young centers that the Wings are going to be counting on in the future? Is he the right guy to mentor all those other players so that those other people in the system already can be uh, you know lifted up to a? Upper I've, echelon. I think if that's what you wanted, you should go older, personally. Because he is still young. He's he's played... So like how, many, how many total games? He's played 483 games. That's not a lot for a veteran, if you want to consider that what you're doing. He's, he's playing since 2014-15. I know. I, he's, look, he's gotten his feet wet, for sure. I'm not going to say that he hasn't. But one there's other <laughs> ways to do it, too. Like... I. If that's what you want, if if you want a, a veteran to come in and show these younger centers how to play in the NHL, I would rather get a little bit a, a little higher end guy. Okay, even so, even more so. So, would you rather have Cobb or Trocheck? That was a very interesting one to me. I personally it, would. I like Trocheck. Okay, but the extra two years I think Trocheck got over cop I would rather have the five year deal over the seven year absolutely deal. so absolutely so it's not a splash and I'm okay with it not being a splash I like what we did how's it not a splash that, that that face changed from five minutes ago though yeah what did I do so well I'm gonna agree with Ryan like you came in with the cop signing and I I think you're riding the wave of a lot of uneducated fans being like, "Oh my gosh, we got yeah. Andrew Cop." Well, yeah. 
I th- I think a portion of those people are excited that he's a homegrown talent. Yeah, out right? of Ann Arbor. He's out of Ann yeah. Arbor. Yep. Michigan captain, and now he's going to be under a Michigan captain. Yeah. So, roles well, reversed. Yeah. But it, but he, in the he end, he was actually Dylan Larkin's captain, wasn't he? Correct. When he was Larkin Dylan Larkin's captain, and yeah. Dylan Larkin's going to be his captain. So, cool roles. I mean, it's it's cool that you have someone coming back home. I I think you're gonna see Andrew Cop play with more heart, being home rather than in Winnipeg, rather than in New York. This is this is Michigan. It's a completely yeah. different environment. Somebody just bet on him too. Yeah, and Stevie bet on him big time. He's still and a fourth round pick. That's what we got. Wait, a wait, guy that wait, was wait, a fourth wait. round pick. He's developed to be a nice no, NHL no, no, player. No. You're, you just got the person you paid for, so you need to look at who is this NHL player is now. When I don't care if, about, if we're talking about Tarek Skubal being a ninth round talent. pick. I don't well, no, we're evaluate him as being talent, a ninth though. round draft we're, selection. We're talking about overall talent. Is we didn't. I hope to you God said that he's a he's, second. He's a second line center. Yeah, on this team, perfect. Yeah, didn't we need him? We need a center. Did we get better with but this? But he should be a third line center. But so what are you? So what are you afraid of? NHL. So what are you afraid of? You're afraid. I'm not that, afraid of anything. Yeah, you are. You're afraid that Red Wings fans are going to think this is going to make the Red Wings good, and you're out there saying, I, right. "No, it's not going to make them good. They need more." No. All right. Well, yes, they do well, need they more. Okay, need more. so let's get into the rest of <laughs> so, these guys, and I right. think they got a little bit I more think, too. I think I'm mad of how good, how much better he made us, but not good enough. Not that much better, so it's like it's kind of getting to that what? purgatory. To win a so, Stanley Cup, oh, hold on, <laughs> but but hang on, hang Cop, on. We weren't supposed you, to talk about Cop this long. <laughs> but in the end, when you look at next year free agency, two years from now, this is the whole point: is to build this depth and then go get those key pieces and continue to is, build through the draft like we have been. If this, this is, is a a step. Yes, it is a step. Steve Eiserman is not going to leave you with Andrew Kopp for your one and only all-star for at, the next four years. At some point, you have He's to show, you have to invest. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> at some point, you have to invest in real talent around the team and then have these young guys have to live up to something to be to be shown how to go to the next level. And, and it doesn't take a superstar to teach people how to go to the next level. It takes character locker room type of guys, and then the talent ends up winning out in the end. So the the talent that the, the Red Wings have in the system right now, in the farm and, and some of the guys coming up or over over from Sweden or whatever, like aren't they good enough where now we need examples set for them so or, or competition so that they have to go earn a spot instead of just be given some a spot on a team to go do what? get beat out by more experienced guys and then go lose a whole bunch more? Like, how much losing can you take? You're going to lose your higher-end talent that you have on the team right now that should be your base players at the one and number two lines and then let the young guys grow up into into the, the higher end. Right? This is yeah, this is I, the investment for something more. Yes. Later. 100%. Later. Yep. And when I hear people talk about this. Now and later. This pickup, it hey, was bigger than bad. that. They were they made it out bigger than what he is. Who's and they? Just just people, people calling in and commenting and stuff like that. Okay, so do you do you trust the the wiser plan? I do. <laughs> the wiser plan, I like that. Yeah, I do. 
Okay. Then then why are you so against this? I'm not against it. I'm not against this signing. I'm really not. You gotta let yourself. You gotta open yourself up and be excited for this and be like, see the I'm, steps. That's the difference. The not, that's the difference. It, it does is, not mean they're a playoff team. I'm not against it, but I'm not excited about it. If that if that's fair, that's where I'm at. I'm just blah. Eh. Whatever it is, it's fine. Well, it's time to move on. Then. And I hope that it's. I feel sorry for you. I hope that eventually he's our third round, third line center, <laughs> and is a solid third line center. That's what I hope for him. Perfect. When but we're, we're still, contending, we're still at second line. But when we're contending, because we're not there yet. Exactly. I just look at it as so he scored twenty one goals the last two seasons. Twenty one in in o two or o one o two, twenty one in o the year prior, right? Tw- yeah. Sorry, sorry. Twenty one last year, fifteen the year before, ten the year before, eleven the year before. He's Anyways, maybe well, we're maybe he's not even as good as as what we think. Well, luckily we added some more depth. Do you trust? And we'll in get there. Eiserman. All right, moving on to the next guy, defensive side, Ben Chirac, defenseman. Um, he he played for Montreal. He was traded to Florida. Love the signing. Absolutely love the signing. Am I allowed to love this signing, Ryan? Or I don't know. He's 31 oh, and he got a four-year oh, deal because he's older. Me. He knows what he's doing. He's getting close. <laughs> Fourth round pick. <laughs> you got me there. Got me there. Oh, oh man. But he's he's older. He, he's been there. Um, look, he was traded. Speaking of old, <laughs> yeah, Pujols. He's so he's got to be so tired at this point. When did Juan Soto even go? I missed that whole round. Did Pools literally hit like twenty two bombs earlier, or twenty or something? It went into overtime. Yeah. Oh, okay, so they okay. had like a what do they call that? A bad off? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. A bad it's off. Some like bad with a D, bad minute, bad B A D. Dinger dinger <laughs> off. I don't know. Tip to tip. It was a tip to tip battle there. Continuity. What Ben Chirac brings is something that this team desperately needed was a little bit of size, a little bit of veteran leadership on the defensive core. Mm-hmm. I, I love that that part of it. And look. Is he going to come out and score, run a power play? No, that's not what he is. But keep in mind, he was traded from Montreal to the Panthers for former third-round pick, a 2022 fourth-round pick, and a 2023 first-round pick at this previous trade deadline as a rental for Florida. Did it work out for Florida? No, it didn't. But that's the type of value that he has, and Red Wings, I think, just got him. They got him on four years. It seems like a lot, but he comes comes in to be our most trusted defenseman, veteran defenseman. And that's what this team needed because we were very, very thin at defense. Needed help. Very, very thin. Um, and and only at 4.75, not a lot of money. might seem like a little bit of overpayment, but let's be honest, we're not hurting for money. And, look, it is it, 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 it it a great It got them over the minimum, right? What's that? <laughs> they had to get over the minimum <laughs> still. Pretty much, Like A yeah. lot of these signings are just to make sure they weren't going to like have a penalty for – Having too low of a salary cap. Yeah, I mean it, it's true, and and it was I I think it's a perfect signing for where what they needed and really he's he's just going to bring that veteran leadership I, that that we desperately need. Um, sticking on the defense side, Oli Mata, um, who is a six two, twenty uh, seven year old out of Finland. He was drafted by Pittsburgh in the first round, so this one's worth taking. No, honestly, one year, two point two five. Desperate position of need, continuing to add NHL defensemen was massively important in this deadline. Six or two. sorry, in this in this offseason. And decent size. 
uh, worth a flyer. In, in one-year deal, if he has a good year, you can trade him at the deadline if you need to. Otherwise, you keep him and and, and keep rolling with it. That, there, it. I hate looking at the deadline already, but that's what this this signing feels like. It feels a lot like the Nick Letty signing where it's like, all right, yeah, we'll come in, have a good year, maybe not, but then you can be the missing piece to a, a Stanley Cup contending team um, when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not not great. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, I was iffy his, on this one. But it was needed. It was needed. speaks what it is. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Um, to kind of wrap around the, the uh, defensive side, you got Sherratt, Horonic, Mata, Sider. They'll be the top four. Tossin Lidstrom, Osterley, uh, Presick, and Camfer. Um, and as guys that will get in, um, but they're, 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 they're just bodies. And I just wonder if they're going to get in the way of the Edvinson and Johansson kind of making their a chance at the roster. That's what I'm a little concerned about with with the way that this defense is is kind of shaping, um, but they're also guys that you're not going to worry about. You can get rid of them, move on. If one of these other guys come out and, and win win the job, I don't think they're in the way necessarily. Um, but if they if these younger guys don't come out and win it, you have guys to to, to take over. So um, that's kind of where I'm at on the defensive side. Jumping back to forward, you got David Perron. Uh, they got him two years, four point seven five million. He's a six foot um, left winger. He's a righty though. Um, another f- former first round pick. He's got so much experience in this league, and he fits exactly what they, they've talked about. The, what What did we talk about that Lalan wanted? Guys that are difficult to play against. David Perron is difficult to play against. Look at his numbers. He is going to come in if they and if he plays in the second second line. Great. If he plays third line. I don't really care at this point. He's difficult to play with, and he brings our middle-of-the-pack, you know, second, third line that are really, really bad compared to other second, third lines, makes him a little bit better. Oh, yeah. A lot better, I should say. A lot better. Um, he, I mean, he's getting close to 1,000 games played in his career, uh, 269 goals, 396 assists, plus-minus at plus 21. Um, just, it's a, it's a really, really good signing. I like this signing better than the cop signing personally. I really do. Listen, hit the past five years has production points wise, okay? Starting here, working backwards. Fifty seven, fifty eight, sixty, forty six, sixty six. I feel like that would okay? have been leading the Red Wings in all of those years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> S- sadly. <laughs> but I mean, that that's how much better we are. Mm-hmm. That's how much better we are with these signings. Yeah. You know, you're your big three signings are Andrew Kopp, Ben Sherratt, and David Perron. Love it. And you you did get better, Perron. and you have got to love it. You know, I think you and I were, were talking every here and there through those couple of days when we, when all this was going down, but I, I told you I was so happy to be out of this rebuild. Like, I, I get it. We're building. We're still rebuilding, but we're out of being terrible. We're out of, like, bottom feeder we're 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 starting to spend money now it feels good you know like turning the corner i think that's what a lot of fans are excited for and they should be excited isn't that the goal of this 100 you you can't take any one of these signings as a one time thing or one time evaluation this is a collective group of players that steve eisman has invested in this year for a reason absolutely right and he's got and he's got the young talent coming in as well and you've got yep. some really good nice young players you know coming on defense and and some young outsider oh, p- lucas raymond 
Yeah, and some yeah. guys exactly just like that that'll stay maybe on on line one or or maybe get pushed right. to line two or whatever. But there's they're going to be around more talented guys so that they could learn how to be mm-hmm. professionals. Yep. Yep. Kyle's also pretty excited, which is you know something maybe hockey he doesn't talk too much about, but he just said that he's back and he loves that it's still on the Red Wings and that Sam's going nuts. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, to kind of wrap up plus. the forward side, they also uh, signed Dominic Kubalik. Um, from Chicago. So I, I honestly, I've never heard of this guy. So I had to look him up a little bit. Um, 6'2", uh, left winger, again. The, the, 30 goal scorer at 30 goal 24? scorer as a, 20, as a rookie, um, which I think is important. He's going to be the third line guy, maybe second, probably third, and have the ability to put the puck in the net. And if you put the right guys around him, I think he will – kind of fit that role that that's desperately needed for the Red Wings is secondary scoring. I think high end is very important. We need very much we need we need a 40 goal scorer or two. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we need. We don't have it, but we, just as much we need secondary scoring to kind of bump that up even more. And I think that's what Dominic Kubelik and Perron can can bring to to the Red Wings is the secondary scoring guys that will come in third round, third line, compete, have a chance to put the puck in the net just as much as playing good good defense, too. So, uh, John, what you got? Was Tom Brady a seventh-round pick? Because I think that's where uh, Dominic Kubalik. <laughs> yeah, he was. So I think he was sixth. Oh, sixth? Yeah. Yeah, he was sixth. He was sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Good try, though. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I, I heard uh, Eisenman talk about Kubalik, and he said the versatility that he has. He is a left – you know, he's left-handed, yep. so he shoots lefty. But he can be a left winger or or right, right winger, winger, and he can yeah. be a little bit more flexible within d- different lineups. Yeah. So he really liked the versatility of the player, and, and that's kind of good to hear, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to mix and match different lines based on injuries or whatever. Like mm-hmm. this gives this he is a depth signing. He, he reminds me a lot of, um, and and probably like not necessarily like um like the way they skate or anything like that, but Kuznetsov or not Kuznetsov. Who was the, uh, the the Russian guy that Eisman brought over from from Tampa? We traded traded him oh. this past year to Dallas. Oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, <laughs> Starts with a K <laughs> and ends with Av, <laughs> like most Russian names. Kuch- <laughs> I want to say Kucherov. <laughs> I know it's not that. Slava Kozlov. No, oh, wasn't it? Anyways, but Nem- it, Nem- Nem- Yeah, it was an N. Sorry, not a K. Very nice. Um, but silent K, it like me knife. Of that with a little potentially <laughs> higher upside when it comes to the goal scoring. I think he's going to come in, play his role, um, just kind of be there, play solid defense. I mean, he, not great defensively by any means, but he's 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 got a role on NHL squad, and we'll see how how it kind of pans out. I, I'm not too excited about it, but I, I understand what they are doing. Um, just offensive side uh, as a whole. Um, still, I think it's too early to, to kind of put lines together. Um, but you look at Larkin, Cop, Verana, Raymond, Bertuzzi, Perron, and Fabry. I mean, I think that's a solid top seven right there. You're already di- getting into this third line there. Um, you got Sunquist, uh, Ernie, um, both under contract. But then you got Suter, uh, Kubelik, and Rasmussen, who kind of are, are probably that second tier, if you will. And it could break up that first seven as into tiers as well. Yeah. But top seven, then you got a few other decent names that 
that have been around and know what they're doing and still have some high potential high upside. Rasmussen and Suter, I think, still have mm-hmm. some upside. Kublik, potentially. Um, but then, like I said, Sunkfist and Ernie, both under contract. And then Zadina is sitting there as a restricted free agent. I'm very curious to how that's going to play out. Still got Valeno. Um, Valeno as well. Yeah, that one's interesting. I don't want to give up on him. I don't want to give up on Zadina. And that's where I, I look at this as a whole is you brought in a lot of guys that you aren't going to give up on until they prove you prove to you that they're not going to you know deserve that spot. They're going to make the job. They're going to make the team out of camp. Eisenman's not going to cut a guy out of camp that he just signed on a contract for a couple million. No. It's not going to happen. So that's when you start looking at, all right, well who are the odd men out and again, very early in this offseason where there could be some bigger moves coming. I think sure. you could see a trade. You still got to get Larkin his new deal. Bertuzzi, are you going to trade him? Are you going to give him a new deal? A lot of questions that I think could flip things upside down, which is why I don't want to get into the lines quite yet. Um, but there's a lot of names there that you need to start figuring out. Zadina, do we want to give up on him yet? I personally don't. But then Valeno, too, like you brought him up. But then Bergeron, Soderblom. Are, right. Do right. They, they, they don't even have a chance to make this team now. Because you just no, added those players. And that's that's where I really – look, do I blame it a little more on the cop signing probably during the whole conversation there? But it's just the, the quantity that was brought in at Ford, it feels too early. It feels underwhelming when you had – when you have guys that are trying to make the squad. You have like – I, like I said, the Soderblom Bregren or whatever you want to say, Bergren – Bergeron. I want them to have a chance to make the team. I'll and it, and because we brought in these guys, I don't feel like they do. I, and I wanted to see it. And I feel like continue to get younger, and you got in, brought in guys that are just going to slow the progress of, of, of a couple of the prospects that I was interested in seeing, personally. Uh, now, okay. can you go to the AHL and, and develop? Yeah, you can. I think that's what he's looking at, Stevie. I think, I think that's what he's looking at is who he has down – in Grand Rapids right now, I think he's looking at more development time, and I think that's what he's bought himself. Yeah, and, like, and it is important. Y- listen, like we we o- we always overanalyze like what these GMs are doing, and you know we're, we're going to set aside like all the other GMs right now, but of, of all of them, Stevie, I, I I have the most faith in. Like I I don't I don't sleep at night when this man makes moves. I don't. I just like I'm like you know what. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. I don't. I'm sitting here with my guys drinking beer, talking about and criticizing what they're doing. And <laughs> he knows what he's th- doing. Th- that is what has surprised me. And I knew you were going to go this route, but it, th- that's the most surprising part about, I guess, some reactions that I've seen within Red Wings fans. Is, is number one, you can say I have my full trust in Steve Eiserman and the plan that they have and the development and the draft picks and everything else. And we see the benefits already starting and and the coach selection and, and you know it goes up and down, you know, the the franchise. He's making a difference. And yet you can have a, a turning point type of free agency period that we've had this year and then turn on him and say nah, I don't like it okay I don't I think it's too much I, or I think it's I, th- um, I think you're being a little unfair getting in the way of development of other players because I think it's supporting the development of those players because now they can play with rude real professional hockey players rather than being relied on to be a number one or two when they don't know how to be one yet you know what I mean 
I, I definitely understand what you're saying. So so even a guy like but, uh, uh um what sorry, the center, maybe third line center this year. Rasmussen? Rasmussen. Even Rasmussen. I've I heard Darren McCarty talk about how Rasmussen is one of those guys that's gonna be maybe see one of the biggest differences from last year to this year based on the talent around him. And now he can be the professional that he is. He can now show how good he is working with players that are capable up to his standards. Well, and maybe he, get pushed from line two or th- down to three, but still make a difference on that line because of the professional type of player that he is. And, I, and I don't, I'm not going to pretend I'm a hockey guy. I'm just listening to the, what I'm hearing and then applying what I've seen Steve Eisenman and the success that he's had. I mean, I, I agree with that. I do. I, I agree with, first of all, I trust Eisenman fully. I can still have an opinion when I, I would have personally, the way that he's been teaching, telling us to be patient, 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 and this feels the opposite of what he's been telling us. And that's where I'm kind of thrown off by it is we went from here, bottom of the barrel, terrible, and we're being told to be patient, and all of a sudden we're going to be like, well, let's move to here instead of way over here. It feels it feels early. It feels premature for the amount of money he spent, but not only the, the money, and that, I'm not worried about the money, but the quantity of players that he brought in that I feel like he caused a logjam, which I, I know is not a bad thing. Competition. It, competition's not bad, and I'm not. Tr- I'm not trying to say that it is. It just feels. It felt. It feels like you were set up to go younger and see that. See what these guys are in the NHL, maybe a year too early, and then just delay the rebuild a little bit. But I feel like you just moved to closer to the middle of the pack, and you're gonna kind of get caught in that purgatory, if you will. You could. You could. You could. could. And that's that's my concern, though. Yes, exactly. That's my concern, is we're going to be too good to get lucky and win the lottery and get one of these top three guys that everybody's excited about. That That could turn into a Matthews. That could be turned into a very high-end guy. And we're not going to get the sniff in the the playoffs. And we're not going to have that hope. That's where I feel like we're getting caught. What? What? what, what? You, you always have random me. like sexual things that you say. <laughs> I don't smelling, know. smelling sexual. Well, now? I didn't know where you were sniffing there, but <laughs> sniffed dinner earlier. Does that make it sexual? It was I made pizza on the grill. So I don't know. Great. What was your? F- you didn't. <laughs> what was the you look on your face? You didn't grindage your dinner. <laughs> not grindage my dinner. No, Carrie <laughs> also agrees. Uh, Eisenman is not the flashy guy. He's a leader. He's patient. It's hard to be as patient as him. Yeah. Right. Well said. Telling us to be patient. Yeah. I like that, but that's kind of where I'm at with you that. You got to take steps, right? You can't just go from the worst to the to the best. No, no, I agree with that. I agree. This this feels like a step. It feels like a step, but I feel like it's you could have had the same step by go by letting your young guys actually compete to make this roster. That's kind of where I'm at. None of these guys are going to make us that much better in the long run. And now they're going to compete for fourth line minutes, and you can't do that. Because yeah, you we'll got you no, know, you can't have you can't have you can't have Bregren or Soderblom come in and play fourth line minutes. You can't do that in the NHL. You got to let these guys go in the AHL and play top six forward minutes. Vlano, another example. It's like, do you want to put him at the fourth line and get eight minutes a game in random roles? No, because he was still a first round pick. Or do you want, you want him to, him to be? It. You want him to go play top six forward minutes in Grand Rapids? But what good does that do? What, do, like, you, do you or do you want to be a good hockey player? Because if he's a good, if he's good enough to be a first second line hockey player, maybe maybe he's gonna have to earn that at some point. He doesn't even have an opportunity to. Hmm. When you bring in guys and are, let's just say overpaying. I'm not. I don't think they're overpaying. But 
who has the number who has the number two center job? Cop. No question to ask. He is going to be the number two center on the team. Pretty good player. Pretty good. <laughs> He's the, the guy that should be the third third line center. Oh, perfect. For so a winning ho- hopefully team. somebody beats him out. I just don't think okay. that the opportunity's there. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm frustrated with. Is oh, it we're feels like all over. it feels like the opportunity has is gone for yeah. players that I wanted to get the opportunity. Okay. <laughs> I knew hold, it. Hold I knew on. it. I just knew it. Question for you. All right, let's let, yeah, then we'll move on. Yeah, wait, we'll move on. Okay. Johnny Gaudreau was available, okay? We passed on him. Eiserman said he wasn't seeking him out. He didn't, yeah. Right? That was interesting. Oh. How many years? 19 years? No. 17? What? How many years did he get? Yeah. I think he got six years, right? Goudreau? Or seven from Columbus? Yeah, I thought he got quite the contract. I thought it was like nine years. I don't think it was that crazy, though. Um. Okay, so would you want Goudreau this year, or would you want Nathan McKinnon next year? Well, I'd rather have Nathan McKinnon. Okay. hundred <laughs> percent would rather have Nathan McKinnon. Okay. You think we have a chance? So, do, you, do we have a chance at Nathan McKinnon? I haven't even well, thought about next year. Don't well, do that to me. <laughs> Don't start making me think of next year's free agency okay. already. When no, you the look at the no, the answer is no. <laughs> Come on, stop, stop. I mean, we need what? to compete this year hold to on. prove it to him. Hold right? on, hold on. I see your heads up. If if we had a chance, it's as far as cap space, and we had the money available for Gaudreau this year, you're gonna tell me why we won't have. The same availability for Nathan McKinnon next year? So we're paying cop. Oh, c- come and on. Maybe Larkin. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I'm sure we could deal with that. Okay. <laughs> so that's uh, so what I'm getting at. It's like, so Stevie's building depth. Okay. Well, building then, right. depth. And then. And, and that's it, something that I'm going to have to look at is next year's free agent class. And maybe that'll just make me I, feel a little I started, also I started if, looking at also it. If, and it's if, nice. If Iserman likes Larkin and Heronic and that, all these same guys. That that we might that be getting tired of, of. shouldn't yeah. shouldn't we trust him and say like it, it? It's almost like the Killian Hayes argument in my mind. Like at some point, you are a part of something good. You're a part of being a a, a part of a team that's going to be successful eventually. And, and it, if it's a like an average player role or like a, a really important role, but you're not the best on the team. That doesn't mean that you don't have the role. You're yeah. still just as important because just, you have your role to fill. I just keep thinking of mm-hmm. Nathan McKinnon, number one, Larkin, number two, cop, third line. Can you imagine McKinnon in a Wings uni? This is getting uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's put the table back where it started. <laughs> yeah, seriously, this, this table is not level anymore. <laughs> Michigan State. We're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. I should have went and got more beer. Anyways. I've had more than you. This is my my topic or another one of the topics that we got to talk about that I kind of I have, I have all of the power over here for this next topic. What we have oh. are the Big Ten coaching rankings. So Rankings? Yeah. What? So CBS Sports came out with uh, the top ten, or sorry, the Big Ten coaching rankings. Oh, okay, all right. And I wanted to discuss this with you guys. So what oh. I what I have is on it, your guys' is it sheet? In order of conference. Nope. R- what I have on oh. your guys' sheet <laughs> is only are the teams and how they finished last year, their records, and their the head coach's name. 
So what I'm going to do, John, make sure your, your mic's on too. This is going to be I want tough. you guys to have your. I got last place right now. I want your opinion on it. All right. So you you said you you know who's in last place? Scott Frost by a long shot. <laughs> Freaking kidding you me. You think he's the worst coach in Absolutely. the Big Ten? Absolutely. He's terrible. Right, what about well, Brett Bielema? Well, you... <laughs> I think he's... So That's what we're going to start with is, is 14 overall. Okay. And Mike and nailed it on the head. Yeah, Scott Frost. Scott Frost. Okay. So, Scott Frost, 53rd overall ranked coach. So, they had like a... it was This was conference, but then split out into um, overall. But we're only talking about the Big Ten. But 53rd overall... As if Frost needed anything else to worry about these days, he begins the 2022 season ranked last among the Big Ten coaches. His seat is about as hot as it can be. He's a joker. Um, finished 3-9 last year. Uh, it was a better team than the record indicates. And if the Huskers can tighten up a few areas, special teams, um, a bowl game should be well within their grasp. Um, that <laughs> surprises me that you nailed that, honestly. <laughs> Did you see this yeah. this rankings? No. You know? Because no, but <laughs> I don't think he's that bad of a coach. I really don't. Oh. I think he was a decent quarterback away from, like, really a quarterback just turning the ball over away from mm. probably three or four more wins. Okay. That's probably fair. <laughs> you <laughs> including that, Michigan. You could say that about a lot of teams. Including yeah. against but Michigan, though. He, Remember that yeah, game? Yeah. But Michigan he, State, too. Overtime. He's just failed miserably year after year. Yeah, that's where I feel like Illinois with Brett Bielema would would be my choice just because of the prolonged failures. Um, I don't know. At at least Scott Frost has been there a little bit closer in the past. Yeah. It's like saying Pat Fitzgerald is a bad coach because of last year's record. Yeah. I I don't believe he's a bad coach. You just have ebbs and flows in talent. Yep. Fitzgerald, Uh, he's a great coach. So at 13, you got Maryland's head coach, Mike Loxley. Fiftieth um, overall in in national national ranked. Brett Bielema's got to be next. Yep. Indiana, Tom what? Allen. What? No. Way. I thought this one was interesting. Fortieth overall. Tim Allen's um, cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Last year he was Pure sixth Indiana? in the Big Ten. He was. Last year in this the same article, like same writer's article, he was sixth in the Big Ten as in the coaching rank. Yeah. Which, see, that's that's what I, that's is what dumb. I think is bullcrap. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Also, he's a bad coach because his quarterback got hurt and didn't everything hit the fan. Yeah. At so all you have once. key players go down. Oh, you're a terrible coach. Yeah. Screw I, that. I think that's a little unfair. Um, but then you got Brett Bielema at 11, like like you mentioned there, Ryan. Uh, last year he was 10th, so he he uh, moved down a spot. Um, who do you guys have at 10? Uh, Give me Greg Schiano. Greg Schiano for Rutgers. You said Loxley already. I did. Um, they're going to say Pat Fitzgerald. No, he's going to be higher. John's John hit it right on the. Let's mark. go. He's got Greg Schiano, thirty-sixth uh, overall. Few places have proven to be a tougher place to win than Rutgers, and that's only uh, become more true since the program joined a division with Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State. Still, while the overall results haven't come, it's hard to argue that the Knights haven't become a better football program since Shiano's return. Agreed. Rutgers won five games last year, the most it's won in a single season since going 8-5 and five in their Big Ten debut in 2014. If Shiano gets Rutgers to a bowl game this year, he will leap a few coaches ahead of him. Last year, number nine, now up to or down to ten. So, it, I, I'm not going to lose much sleep over it. It doesn't matter. Number yeah. nine. P.J. Fleck. Wrong. Jeff uh, Brome? Jeff Brome. No way. Brom. 
uh, for Purdue, 30th overall. <laughs> um, That's terrible. Really? Are you kidding me? Who did you say? P.J. Fleck? Yeah. Serious? Yeah, I think P.J. Fleck probably deserves to be hired just because of the... the row, row the boat. Row, row, no. row yeah. your boat. No, the unknown, like the, the I don't know, the aura around him, I guess. For, what he brought that one year. Jeez, come on. To for, Western? For Jeff no, Brown. For, oh, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, okay <laughs> I, I, w- I would assume then it's Jeff Brown after P.J. then. It's got to be P.J. next. Uh, uh, well, I, I, yeah, okay, that's what I meant. Eighth overall. You guys got Fleck? Yeah. Can I throw one out there? Yeah. Mel Tucker. Ding. What? Mel Tucker. Let's go. Eight ranked head coach. Mel Tucker's 24th overall. This is what they said about him. We've got a climber on our hands. Tucker's first season at Michigan State went poorly, uh, but he walked into the program late in the hiring cycle and was immediately greeted by a pandemic. His first normal campaign went very well as the Spartans won 11 games, boasted a Heisman candidate on offense, and won a Peach Bowl while finishing the season ranked in the top 10. Now, we wonder if they can do it again. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a slight step back in 2022. But overall, Tucker strikes me as a star on the rise in the in the conference. Last year, 13th, up to number eight. I'm still bothered with this Jeff Brown thing. (laughs) This is ridiculous. You think Brown should be higher? It's ridiculous. The Mel upsets Tucker? this man has pulled off in the past years. Are you kidding All me? Right, so, so PJ Fleck is next. Are you freaking kidding? No. Well, what, what do you guys think about Mel Tucker, though? Like, that, do you think that's fair? Do you think it's a fair so, analysis? Mm, I do. I thought it was. No. I do. No, I don't you think, think so. he should be higher. I yeah. just think the Big Ten is like top heavy. You got to find that middle ground, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think, think he finds it. I think he's so, earned a higher. I think he's got he's this. he's got so, room to move up. I, don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't think he's going to go any lower. But I think he deserves to be higher. But there, there is a very, very small body of work. A lot of these coaches have been sitting in the Big Ten for quite some time. Who cares? You can see the upside already. So, so compare that against Iowa's upside. When, when's the last time Kirk Ferentz has brought Iowa to a two-loss season, eleven-win season? Okay, two loss. That, that might be that sure. might be their best season. Like two, maybe two or three of those years in the last decade or more. They seem like an every years. other year type team that. Yeah, but like they're always a three or four loss team. So You're talking about Iowa. Yeah, yeah, Iowa. So why is that better than a you know the high upside? Let's just say Mel Tucker had the high upside of last year with eleven and two. I don't care. That's super high. Like it is that that should be a little bit higher than yeah some other guys on. The I think board. it's just it'll be interesting to see if it's a fluke because I feel like that's still a possibility. I really do, and I know as a Michigan fan, Michigan State fans are going to be pissed when I say that. I I, I got to see it because. It, I think well, I think what he walked into the first year was awful. Nobody could have won in that situation, and he didn't. Good coaches may may have done a little bit better. I I don't know. It, it, COVID, but I want I want to see it again, and I I'm very curious to what they're going to do without a Heisman Trophy candidate at running back. That I think is something that does not. There, it's rare to have that type of talent in that type of position. Yep, that you he can brought just him in. To yeah. Great, he did, but do it again, right? That's kind of the thing. Yeah, <laughs> because that's what and top, if they don't, that's what top, and if top they don't, do is and they if they don't, the they, what are they? they a four the loss one. season, just just like what Iowa's been for the last fifteen twenty years. Right, you you don't get to have Kenneth Walker every year. That's your problem. Yeah, 
Sorry. All right, I think, so I think who's, it's fair. But anyway. who's next? All right, number Fleck. seven, PJ Fleck, 23rd overall. Um, do you guys want to know what they said about him or just keep moving? No, on? I'm saying James right. Franklin might be next, though. At six. Or Kirk Ferentz. Northwestern's Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Patty. I lost track. 21st overall. Um, Fitzgerald ranking is a lot like his Northwestern program. While he's done far too much in Evanston to suffer significantly in over, in our overall Power 5 rankings, he's gone up and down within the conference after winning the Big Ten West in 2020. Fitz climbed to number two last year. Um, then the Wildcats went three and nine and one and eight in the Big Ten, and he falls four spots to six. It's hard to know what to expect from the Wildcats this year, and we could just as easily see Fitzgerald climb again or fall further. Last year, number two. That's a lot 10, of confidence for a guy who just went six. one and eight in conference play. One and eight. Sorry. That's bad. That's it's, really bad. It's too high. It's too high. I don't know. I think, I think he's, he's a, a good very good coach. Yeah, I, do I think he's a very good coach. So I now we're in the top five. You know, they're they're looking at Big Ten body of work for their for their tenure in the Big Ten. That's clearly what's going on. Yeah, the big names are getting a lot of special treatment here. Uh, so 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 fifth overall, James, James Franklin or Kirk Ferentz? Which one? Uh, James Franklin. No, I bet Kirk Ferentz is way higher. <clears throat> James. Okay. James Franklin, then. You say yeah. James Franklin James, already? James Franklin is at five. Fifteenth um, overall, Franklin needs a bit of a makeover in the minds of our voters. He'd long, he'd long been considered one of the top coaches in the sport, but his rep is suffering a bit after going 11-11 over the last two seasons and only 8-10 in the Big Ten. Uh, the good news is the good news for Franklin is Penn State is poised for a rebound in 2022, and based on how fickle our voters can be, that might be enough to restore him to his prior place in our rankings. That said, if Penn State doesn't rebound well, there are a few coaches behind him on the list capable of jumping him uh, last year at three, down to five this year. Thoughts well, on James Franklin? I think overrated. I think, all right. I think his recruiting is very, very elite. I do. He brings in some very, very, very high-end, talented players. But during the game, I think he's makes some of the most bonehead decisions oh, yeah. I have ever seen. Yep. That game against Michigan, where I think it was the very first drive, he did like two fake. Or I think it was the first two drives. He he faked <laughs> a punt, a field goal. Like he was throwing out all the stops in the first quarter. Of that game, he was trying to make a statement. He was trying to make a statement. He was in. If you believe in your players, play the game. You know what I mean. Yep. And it felt yep. like he was desperate already. And <laughs> I think he screwed them over with some of those decisions. Yeah. In, in that game, personally. Um, so, how many spots left? Who do we got left? So at four, you we're, we're in the top four now. We have Harbaugh, Ryan Day, uh, Ferentz and Chris, Kirk Ferentz and Paul, Paul Chris. Chris. So give me Kirk Ferentz. No, uh, give me Paul Chris. Paul Chris at four. Fourteenth uh, overall last year, who was fifth? Um, you got Iowa's coach Kirk Ferentz at three, who thirteenth overall. Harbaugh um, two day one last year, uh, fourth in the Big Ten, so he moved up a spot, um, getting his team to the the Big Ten championship. Um, Michigan at number two with Jim Harbaugh, ninth overall. And this is what they said about him. Well, aren't we all just prisoners of recency bias? After the Wolverines had a disastrous COVID campaign in 2020, our voters ignored the first five years of Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan and 
assumed he'd forgotten how to coach. One Big Ten title and college football playoff appearance later, and he's back at number two in the Big Ten and the top ten of our Power Five coaching rankings. The Wolverines lose a lot from last year's team, but still enter the season as one of the biggest obstacles between Ohio State and Big Ten title. Last year, seven, all the way up to two. I think that is perfectly worded. The bad 2020 campaign, people, it feels like they overreacted with him and forgot that he knew how to, forgot, they forgot that he knew how to coach football. That he knew how to adjust. Adjusting, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Sometimes I, I, I wonder if he adjusts as well as he should. But I think he's a well. He fired uh, really quite a bit of people. So good football coach is what he is, and I think we learned that last year. Yeah, very talented team. I I think he, he fits right where he's at. Um, Ryan Day at number one, sixth overall. Ohio oh. State didn't win the Big Ten last season, but it's going to take more than one year without a conference title to knock Ryan Day off his perch uh, in the conference. Many will argue this is too high a spot for Day, considering the program he inherited uh but you cannot argue that he hasn't done a fantastic job maintaining what was in or yeah maintaining third base what was in in the play in place uh the Buckeyes will once again enter the 2020 season as the favorite in the Big Ten and a favorite to win the a favorite to win the college football playoff people will give you the benefit of the doubt when you've gone 23 and one in conference since taking over last year one stayed at one Sorry, Joe Burrow left you for a reason. So. <laughs> Joe Burrow left. Did he leave Day? Or did he leave? No, he left Ohio State. Come on. Yeah, but did he leave Day or did he leave? Oh, uh, I don't care. Oh. He left Ohio State. I don't know. Doesn't I, th- matter. I think it's fair. I think it's fair. But Best college football team in history. Yeah. At LSU, you're saying? 2019 LSU. Yeah. Nasty. But, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Very interesting. I like that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys. See you next week. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. This is State of My Sports. I'm so interested in this home run derby right now because I got money on it. <laughs> who'd you Who'd you bet on? Rodriguez. Oh no, to win everything or to win it? Yeah. Okay. I wonder if we we should cash this thing out. So yeah, you should you should cash it out if you can. Yeah. Soto's about to win. Yeah, I'm sure we can't right now. Oh, it's live now. I want to see it. So I don't know. They they throw that it's internet live. The the mixed colored baseball in there that might throw him throw off a little bit. Off. Oh, he's oh, popping. One. Can of corn. 16. 17. Can of corn. 18. Tied. Tied up. One more to and go. Easy. Game. Nine. See ya. Game over. Wait, no. Is, you know? Game over. Oh, yeah, he did. Good Wait, what did we grief. miss? He's popping him up. Must it's not go, over yet. Must, oh, have gone, right. must have gone foul. That's game. Is he really not getting these? Or is he just going for the win now? Putting on a show. 19. He just what did, did we it. miss there? He did won. they just like, have the wrong count He won. There? He I think, won. I think the, the right half of the screen was like delayed like two <laughs> pitches or something. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Give that man a Tigers jersey. Uh, betting sucks. Yeah, for only five hundred. I almost said Juan Soto <laughs> for the bet just because he had something to I prove. I think Rodriguez hit more combined home runs though. Yeah, so he did. Is there any type of like little no? Uh, they side always get screwed over. Yeah, they they always do. Come on. Um, anyways, betting hero. Uh, what they are 
is they are a very good website. You can go to bettinghero.com, uh, sign up using promo code MIBETS. What they'll do is they'll lay out all of the best promotions available in the sports betting world. You got FanDuel, you got DraftKings, you got MGM, um, Caesars, all Fox Bet, the Barstool one. All of the promotions are available, laid out for you. Whatever one seems the best in the moment. Do it. I actually like to sign up on multiple platforms. So then you can kind of play those odds, different parlays, different, um, you know, bonuses and boosts and stuff like that. It's always a lot of fun. To, Do you have to ghost accounts? Game. Burner accounts? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. <laughs> we, we, so me and my coworkers work together and I can't sign up for any anymore because like I'm just signed up for all of them already. Sam. So like the promos are like f- just for them now. Isn't that the definition <laughs> of coworker? Me and my. We work together. Yeah, I don't know. Oh There's yeah, no, I see. Sam, Samuel, Samantha. <laughs> yeah, Andrea. Sammy. Let's <laughs> just sign Andrea up for a few here soon. Uh, no, but uh, go there, uh, sign up, and and if you're interested in sports betting, jump on in. And if if you don't know enough about it, but you're interested, message me. I would love to to explain it to you, um, and help you through the process because it's a lot of fun. We got a question on the on the new backdrop. Oh, say what? What? Yeah. What's the question? Um, it's just question marks. What is yeah. your backdrop? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> it's the state of my sports logos. Yeah, you See guys that? like it? Let us know. Looking it looks nice. Good. Thanks for noticing. I well, like it. I think it's legit. I do too. I, I yeah, I love it. What well, is legit? Fan. We paid legit money. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to tell them that. Actually, we we didn't pay anything. Somebody just gave it to us because they like us so much. Yeah. <laughs> to keep it free for our listeners. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, thank you. Yeah, I, l- I love this background. It looks nice. So We just got to get the cameras dialed in to make it work the way we want. Maybe we'll, get a bigger we'll space. We'll Homemade we studio it. would be nice too, but anyways, moving on. Um, what are we going to talk about for the betting here? So, oh, we're just going to go through the, the results, um, right? The open draft results, and congratulations to Ryan. Thank you. Just thank you. Thank just you. dominated this. So who came figured, in second? I figured I would. Um, <laughs> so if I did this correctly, we did total score. So Kepka missed the cut, so he got seventy-five points for me. And then wherever they finish, you add those points. So Ryan, you finished with thirty-four points. You got the winner with Smith. You got Hovland at in fourth, Spieth at in eighth, and Lowry at 21st. Man, so what a... 34 total points. Not bad. Solid, solid. Micah, the gave, guys we gave you. No, no, no. I, I, I drafted the, those hey, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So it wasn't even, it wasn't even <laughs> like I... I uh, No, it wasn't like I just t- took the top available, right? You got. I went and got the guys I did. wanted here. You did, yeah. It's oh, almost like you, you went you, GM stats. You look. I, I actually, I went and, got I actually went and researched I this a little bit and just came up with my favorites. Not that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just did a little <laughs> bit of research more than normal. The people we gave to Micah uh, took second place overall. Uh, he had Scheffler, who finished 15th. Fitzpatrick, 21st. Cantlay at an 8th. And DJ at 6th. So he had... 50 points. Gosh, nice. I knew I could do it. Nice. Good job. Good job, John, guys. Yeah. You actually yeah. thought you were going to win. <laughs> John, Col- you Colin Morikawa, yeah. man, just let me down. Crushed. He's like Mr. Otherwise, Consistent. you would have been right, right there. All he had to do was make the cut, and I would have been up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Morikawa missed the cut, so 75 points. Rory finished third. Zalatoris, 28th. And Fleetwood, fourth, so 110 total points. Rory would just a meltdown on Sunday. All right. So what happened? So just I heard that make he, a putt. I heard that he hit one straight Couldn't down the fairway, and it hit like a rock. 
and bounced like 80 yards backwards. Yeah, no I don't know. Bad breaks, but couldn't make a putt. But he also, yeah, he also two putted every yeah. single hole, watch, right? Yeah, watch his putting highlights. It's uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. But low lights. Um, and then we don't need to talk about where, where I finished. But no, I, I finished in last. Scheffler, Not 21st good. overall. Rom 34th. <laughs> Thomas, 53rd. And then Kepka missing, missing the cut really screwed me. I had 183 total points. So not good at all. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. You notice how you won, Ryan, and we just breezed right by that yeah, quickly? I, I kind of like was really engaged, like way more engaged than normal. So I was expecting no, a conversation. He thought we were talking baseball. No, I thought well, you were going to like ask uh, for my input and like, you know, my strategies, strategies and stuff. <laughs> I'm we, not that worried. We do have some uh, baseball talk to get to real quick. Because oh. uh, Yankees just Yankees. shut it down. <laughs> kind of. I mean, they, oh, they've, they've been historically well. Uh, Western Little League is playing for a state championship. Ooh. They are. Kenawha Hills on Friday night. That's crazy. Oh, really? What, what level is that? Alma mater. I'm not really sure. Probably juniors then. I actually get an Friday email night. from them every day breaking down who's left. I know. I do, too. So like, yeah, but it hasn't, it hasn't updated to, like, Anything past districts, even right? No, it doesn't really tell you like where they're sitting. It's just like, all right, what's the record in, in all stars? Yeah. Okay, but Friday, eliminated. there's a game Friday at, at Kenwood Hills. That's, that's good to know. I'll be we'll camping. support. Back to golf. Last week we made our picks. Somebody asked if there was anybody in that hundred-ish uh, to one odds. I think I threw out Cameron Young's name, and he finished second. Ooh. And I really wanted to draft him, but I was like, no, Colin Morikawa, you know, Will Zalatoris. <laughs> Tommy Fleetwood's just from over there, so I figured he'd pair up with Rory. But, uh, yeah, he was 80-1. to 1. You did. You didn't mention his name yet. And he was on fire. Day three kind of got the best of him, but then he rebounded day four and was competitive. But uh, we'll have to uh, touch on that the next time there's a major. Sounds good. Um, what we're drinking today? From Grand Armory Brewing Company in Grand Haven, Michigan, is Grapefruit Grindage. 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 Is this the first episode airing right now of this Jeter thing? Have you guys watched this? Have not. No, oh, but I'm interested. He's a Yankee. Yeah, he's a Kalamazoo guy. <sighs> Kalamazoo Central. Right. Yeah, owner of, uh, owner of Todd's in this I documentary. Think Kyle jumped off the podcast uh, listenership early to tune in. <laughs> yeah, he's probably having a grand. Is it is it Joe him. is it Joe Timmons' son? Is he? Yeah, is he's, he on the squad? he's in juniors. Okay, juniors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jaden. Thanks Jayden. for the clarification yeah. there, Bob and Karen. Yeah, good, good ball player. He is. They're they're a fun team to watch for sure. Um, but yeah, what we're drinking, what we drank today, we're all it's all gone. But the Grand Armory, um, from Grand Haven, Michigan, grapefruit, Grindage. All right, good. Good beer. I'm gonna go <laughs> good. seven eight. Seven four. Just seven four. Whoa. Seven, four. He went with good and then slapped a great on it. Seven four. That's right. what I'm giving. I'm up next because I think this is really underrated. I think it's good. I like the grapefruit. I think the grapefruit cuts through um and and just provides like a really easy drink and flavor. I have a great picked out. I'm gonna go eight one. <laughs> so we're, we're like we're on the same page so often. Honestly, Dead I, I I want I I wanted more grapefruit personally. That's no. what would make it. No, a little it's just better. meant there to cut. It just cuts. It it comes in at the tail end, which is nice because the rest of it is super smooth. So, like we were talking before, if you want the, like that pungent grapefruit beer, Perrin's great for you. Yeah. If you don't want pungent and you want 
something a little more light. This is awesome. This is this is a great beer. I did for me it was and it might be what the Grindage is. Is it? It's more milkshakey. Grindy. I I didn't think it was enough IPA and it wasn't enough grapefruit. That's kind of why I went a, with a lower score. Still a good beer. I would drink that and have a great time. I'm not going to complain about it. I just I don't know. That's where I wasn't with my score. But are you going eight one as well, Micah? I am. John, what did you think? Well, I mean, for a six point five, it's pretty smooth. That's and a great point. Not, <laughs> it's not super like IPA hoppy. Yeah, it, that's that's what I was missing. It's not strong on the grapefruit. It's a it's a nice little blend. I think again, I think it's lighter than a six point five. It probably isn't. I'll wake up tomorrow. And I'll let you know. <laughs> a little bit of a headache, but I'll uh, I'll increase that six point five to a seven point five. Seven five. Let's go. There we go. Very nice. Very nice. But no, I mean, it, I would drink it again. Are you are Sam's you regretting your score? No, I'm, I'm very confident with my score. Uh, I feel like he confident. feels the same way about cop. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so so with that, he's gonna go back. He's gonna go back and reach for more. And when cop starts scoring, he's gonna be like, "I'm gonna go get some more here." That I like was this episode guy. 165. Thank you guys for recording. And even though you're mean, thank you all for listening, watching. We'll talk tip. to you next week, if not sooner. He's got a hidden six You've pack been upstairs. To state of my sports. <laughs> From the Red Wings to the Lions to the Tigers to the Pistons to Michigan and Michigan State and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an MI. We'll see you next time. And Carrie's drinking the Angel Envy. Is that a bourbon? Angel's Envy? Who's drinking Angel's Envy? I think your mic's off. Did you flip the switch? Yeah. Oh. Well, this podcast. She get, what grade she give it? I don't know. That's a, that's a bourbon though, right? Yeah. Oh. Woo. Carrie. Oh, also said the Yankees look really strong this year. <laughs> We should cut now. Probably. I'll screen. <laughs> See ya.